from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Well, welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, the first episode of uh, December. I didn't want that. Wow. Sorry. About that. You almost sounded impressive there. You, I did. You sounded like an announcer. Too much going on. Yeah. Show number 61, as a matter of fact. We got it. And it's going to be a great one. It really is. I hope so. On no, the show it, it tonight, has to be. Well, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Live, at least. If you're listening on iHeartRadio. Oh, by the way, we're now on Google Play and possibly iTunes. Really? Yeah, we started the process with iTunes. It may be on there. I don't have iTunes, so I don't know. So we may be on iTunes. Well, this show, once we're done recording. Well, if one of our listeners does, check it out tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, uh, or later tonight, actually. And let us know. So, yeah, in addition to iHeartRadio, we're on those other options as well. On the show tonight, though, in the studio with us, we have uh, racing legend Shane Yoder. Oh, yeah, thank you, you like that, legend? <laughs> hey, hey, that's pretty nice, legend. Now I really feel old. <laughs> and uh, on the phone in uh, just a little bit, we'll be talking to uh, Chris Patterson as well. Another racing awesome. legend. Awesome. The, Great guy. Uh, National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame inductee. Yes. Yeah. How come you're not in there? He's not old enough. I'm not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't realize age was a requirement. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ron's in. <laughs> Ron's in. <laughs> Ron is a shoe in. <laughs> Do you have to retire to get into that? Uh, I don't know. All right. I haven't found out yet. He won't retire. Uh, almost forgot the welcome race fans to the uh, best of Toledo. Yeah, that's us. Award nominated Hammer Down Racing Report. Go to uh, Toledo City Paper and make sure to vote for us. Still time to uh, do that. We're uh, nominated for Yellow. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Take a phone call. Don't let me interrupt you or hey, anything. Hey, it is. Turn that down. <laughs> vote for uh, the Hammer Down Racer Report. Uh, I, usually we don't take phone calls in the middle of the show, but uh, <laughs> uh, is, that, uh, is that Chris? In about 12 minutes. Apparently, Chris is calling Ron's phone there. Anyways, uh, vote for us. We have a link on our Facebook page. Uh, we get pinned posts to take you right there. Just click on vote, and uh, you can do so up until December 18th, I believe. We're uh, nominated along with five other local podcasts for uh, Best Local Podcast in Toledo, Toledo City Paper Deal. Ron's still having a conversation over there. Make sure to visit the uh, HammerdownRacingReport.com. You can get uh, T-shirts. All kinds of good things on there. Like us on Facebook. Um, We're doing some preliminary stuff right now, so you can. And Ron's still over there talking. Anyways, we'll have an update on silly season and uh, more news as well. We'll do Ron's commercial right now. He's on the phone there. If uh, you're looking for a gift for Christmas, give Ron a call. Just not right now. Seven three four eight five six seven two two three. That's his number. Uh, actually, that's the shop's number. That's not his cell phone, but uh, his cell phone number is on the answering machine there. He's got race cars. He's got parts, safety equipment, service, everything a racer needs, including gift certificates. Uh, everything squared away over there? Yeah. We're yeah. doing your commercial without you. Yeah, well, Chris Chris had a couple of questions. He's oh. Chris is really old school, and uh, he wanted to So know, he's like you. Hey, I know how to f- I know how to do Facebook Live, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to try watching and talking on the phone at the same time. No, no, like no, but he's got a huge fan base up there that okay. wants to know. That's a huge fan. Well, that's good. All right. Um, he's like the mayor of St. John's, Michigan. Without a doubt. Mid-Michigan. Yeah. The, the whole area. Yeah. The whole area. 
maybe even Lansing. So what do you got any special deals going on uh, this week? No, just just like you said, we got gift certificates and uh, we got tires. You want to put tires under the Christmas tree? Tell, tell your tell your racer exactly how much you love him. Set of tires under the Christmas tree. Uh, yeah, Brian, that is a flip phone that uh, Ron has. This is a special flip phone. It's like super super heavy duty, right? Well, it is. It's virtually indestructible. Have you run over it with a race car yet? Uh, maybe. Did it survive? Yes. All right, then. That's all that matters. Uh, let's cover... I, I, had, I had one just like this before, and it, it quit flipping. So, which Brian was that? Mackenzie. Oh, BMAC. Come on. Uh, Shouldn't you be at the PRI show? Probably is. Probably a lot of people down there. How come you're not there? You I'm here. down there? No, He's, here. He's here. here with me. That's it. This yeah. is much more important. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to uh, Shane and Chris, a couple... Uh, News items to get to here, as well as uh, some racing that uh, went on last weekend. Uh, By the way, Shane, if you've got something, just jump right in. No big deal. Anytime I want. Yeah. Anytime, Anytime you want. It's beautiful. If, if, if you got a phone call, go ahead and answer. Oh, yeah, it. I see that. I was going to order dinner. <laughs> well, with my and, wife and I after and I probably would have ignored that call, but it, <laughs> it was, was that's fine. Yeah. It was Chris. Patterson, I like giving you a hard time. Though. And, and I got to take care of KP. Uh, I kind of need to take care of that one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the man. All right, Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, did you watch any of that? I did. I, I uh, I, obviously, we didn't get to watch Saturday, but uh, I did Thursday, Friday. Dan had it going on his phone up there. Yeah, yeah, it was working pretty good. But uh, Thursday night, big uh, big news there. We shared uh, that Rusty Schlenk picked up the uh, Race of Champions win. He was thrilled yeah. that he got to be on our show just the show prior to uh, that race, we, and, and we and, told him that since he was on the show, he's going to win. And, and he remembered. He said it was a shame we couldn't have done something Friday night. <laughs> Man, he did good. He looked good. Yeah. He he yeah. looked good, and that he, was a good race. He did. And I saw that he was here with our talking, what, with the week before, or the show before? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, I, you don't watch a whole lot of our shows, but yeah. um, we have got a really long track record of people being on the show and winning the next week. So you're going to have to get back in a car. Yeah, race. I guess next week I'm driving something. <laughs> well, you know, hangover race is coming up New That's Year's true. Day, and that could be the next race, yeah. I've never mm-hmm. run that well I did in a four-cylinder, remember? Oh, like yes. Fun, but you and you are the king of that place. I don't want to go out and get no late model out there. You won like 900 races there. Almost. Sheesh. Might eight, be 899. 880, yeah. I am Hawaiian, so that's not really my kind it's of It's not weather. your thing. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I understand. Just saying. They don't have snowballs? Yeah, well, they throw them. I've, okay. I think I hit yeah. Ron with one when he was leading. Not a oh. chance. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't throw that fast. That's true. Bobby Pierce was the uh, winner Saturday night at the, what was it, 30,000 to win? Yes. And uh, 2018 Chili Bowl champ Christopher Bell was the winner of the uh, Midgets. Which I guess uh, they put on a pretty good show. I guess from yeah, what I hear, they put on a good and show. Uh, I was reading that so, uh, they're, they're kind of comparing it to the Chili Bowl and thinking that the Chili Bowl kind of doesn't have any room to expand anymore because of where they're at in Tulsa, and there's still a lot of room to expand at the Dome in St. Louis with the uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals, and they're thinking that that may eventually surpass the Chili Boy, Bowl. Uh, National. You know, there's a lot of history though with the Chili Bowl. Th- there's a lot of controversy too about the fact that the midgets may have been what caused the track to rot up so badly. It it didn't get that bad last year, and it had some pretty nasty holes in it this year. And, uh, you know, inter- Internet gossip says, oh, it's the midgets. Blame it on the little guy. That's it. Uh, Mike Harrison was the uh, modified winner there. Speaking of little Sorry. guy, did you see uh, Scott Bloomquist's entry into the for the driver introduction? Priceless picture. 
Price. I did not. I did not see it. Okay, he had Rico, on Rico, his Rico on his shoulders. <laughs> Rico on his shoulders, walking out, and they look like uh, that's them. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I thought it was actually pretty cool. It, and it, and it was snowball derby at Five Flags uh, Speedway in uh, Florida. Noah Pens- Gregson, Pen- Pensacola. Yeah. Uh, Noah Gregson uh, was a super late model winner there. Did you hear about uh, this other guy? who uh, had a little fight with his crew. Yeah, I guess a, a wheel fell off. And yeah, Stephen Nass or Nace, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name. He I, lost I, a wheel during the race because uh, his crew forgot to tighten the lug nuts on it. And he was aware that it was loose and kept racing. Well, he walked to his pit stall, threw his helmet and his Hans device at his crew, and then uh, I guess a little tussle in, ensued after that. I guess it was like a four-hire crew. I guess. Yeah, he so. paid them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he paid them, maybe he can throw something at them. Uh, <laughs> I've thrown stuff at my guys, and I never paid them. Yeah. <laughs> I might throw something at them before the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> did they Did they have to pay their own way into the races? Oh, yes. Okay. No. no. You know who paid that. <laughs> Big John. Yeah. Did you see uh, Rich Farmer had a post on social media last week a, a lengthy post. i'm not sure what uh, that was in response to because i wasn't i didn't see what prompted it but uh what came out of that post which uh, we shared on our Hammerdown racing report facebook page was that shelly farmer is not going to be promoting at fremont speedway in 2019 which i did not know that was even up but we thing. still don't know who we don't know promoting. who is yeah right and the other thing that came out of that is uh fast series uh it sounds like is not going to be racing at attica next year but uh aaron fry is going to be uh, taking over that. Yeah, I. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Scott, there is an internet uh, chat site called Pitgate, and uh, if There's you get a, a thing ch- called the internet. Yeah, yeah. If if you get a chance, uh, go to Pitgate and is that where all uh, the conversation uh, is. About a, lo- that? a lot of dirty dirty laundry gets aired there. Okay. Uh, Hartford uh, Speedway in Michigan is going to host uh, four sprints uh, sprints on dirt races in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So I'd share that. I heard that the, I think I was at the banquet that the Sprints on Dirt was sold or wasn't was folding or something, and then I read that they yeah they it's back. Been, so, so yeah, uh, non-winged uh, sprints have been added to Toledo Speedway's Raleigh Beale Classic in 2019. Uh, that's along with the USAC Silver Crown Champ Car Series. That race is going to be on April 27th. It's the only open wheel event of the season scheduled at uh, Toledo Speedway. Really, they're not doing wow. the fast. They're, they're not, not doing the wing sprints. Um, oh, they're that, doing the cha- what the champ cars. Yeah, so yeah, use basically a USAC show, yeah. but wow. uh, the non wing sprints. The, the wing sprints at Toledo Speedway awesome. is always just a awesome. great show. Awesome show. Awesome. Maybe we'll have to get Scott Schultz back on it. Yeah, ask him about that. Yeah. Uh, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals 2019 schedule has been released. Twenty eight races, thirty two days, and uh, nearly eight hundred thousand dollars at stake. And of course, uh, the finale. Both uh, Friday and Saturday, the last two nights, we'll be at Oakshade Raceway again in July, July 12th and the 13th. Uh, I looked over the schedule, and I really didn't see any significant changes. changes from last year. Uh, I know the Tuesday date of the finale week is still open, so if you own a racetrack and... <laughs> Who are you talking to? If you own a racetrack, you own a racetrack in a Greg city Rowe. that's around... <laughs> And, and, that begins and want, with an F. And, and want a Summer Nationals race, the Tuesday of that week is available, and you'd pack the place. Oh, without a doubt. Yep. That'd be pretty sweet. Yes, it would. Have, did you tell him that directly, not on the show? 
Maybe plant that bug in his ear. The last time I talked to him, the uh, summer national schedule wasn't out. So you're going to have to give him a call. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, NASCAR and the World of Outlaws uh, Sprint Car Series are going to have a double header at the dirt track at Las Vegas. It's the first time the uh, K&N Pro Series uh, will be paired with the World of Outlaws. That happens on Thursday, February 28th. Not too, much, not too far away. No. Yeah. Uh, World of Outlaw Craftsman Sprint Car Series 2019 schedule has been released. They only have uh, 92 dates, just a few, 25 <laughs> states. Kicks off February 8th at Volusia, the Dirt Car uh, Nationals. Eldora's got a, a few races there. May 10th and 11th, uh, the King's Royal Weekend, July 18th through the 20th, and uh, the September uh, 27th show there. Attica's got the Brad Doty Classic on uh, July 16th for the World of Outlaws. And this... Only, only 92 races. This this I just saw this morning is making uh, big news. We were just talking about this. Uh, Fairbury American Legion Speedway in Illinois released their 2019 track schedule. And the big news is their weekly regular show is going to pay 2500 to win for the late models. I think it was like 300 to start. 300 to start, correct. And the Modifieds, 1500 to win. I don't remember how much what that was to start. I, th- I think it was one fifty, yeah. but yeah. And uh, ten dollar general admission, twenty five dollar pit passes. They better big pack pay, the place. Big that pay place for- will be packed. It should be. Right. Should be. Ought to be good shows. Or hopefully they have a lot That's, of sponsorship. Uh, I should locked up drag there. in some good people in Indiana and that surrounding area, Illinois, to, for twenty yeah. five hundred to win weekly show. That's that's a good show. It's pretty huge. Um, you sent me this the other day. The approved body configuration otherwise known as ABC Committee. They released a statement about the uh, new five-star body not being approved. I think we talked about this maybe a month or two ago. Right. Five-star has, a, they're trying to update the look of uh, pavement late models. Right. Because I guess they've been using the same body design for like almost 15, 20 years or something. And there's two manufacturers that are approved for that body design, five-star and AR, I believe it right. is. And five-star is trying, they've, put forth a, a new design and it has not been approved yet and ar doesn't seem to really want to make a new design i guess i'm not really sure what the whole deal is there but uh if five star and ar can agree on one new body design that they both manufacture because right now they're both manufacturing the same current design if they both would do the new design then the abc committee would uh approve that but they but the but ABC, as of right now, but the ABC committee does not want to obsolete a whole bunch of race cars and well, force the guys to have to rebody them. Well, what they're saying is that they don't want to have three different body styles. They would have two, the new body and the old body, the, right. the current one. But the problem is until AR gets on board, you have the old body, you have five stars new body, and AR may make their own body, and they don't want that. They want AR and five star to be come together and just make one body so then there's just two, the old and the new, instead of an old and new and other new. You know, and and we're going to actually you talk... follow all that? Uh, sort of. <laughs> okay. We're going we're to talk about that with the Dirt Late Models, uh, with with Chris and, and Shane. Uh, I, I'm going to be asking them what they would do to help the rules for Dirt Late Models right now. Uh, and I'm sure they'd have some pretty valid points. 
Just a couple other things here. Uh, NAS Energy Drink is now the title sponsor of the National USAC Midget Series, and it has been announced that the uh, BC39 will return for the second consecutive year at the uh, quarter mile there, the dirt track at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, and silly season. Some uh, silly season notes here. Natalie Decker, who we talked to uh, almost a year ago, uh, is going to be uh, still running ARCA, but she's going to make her NASCAR truck debut in 2019. She's going to run a select number of NASCAR truck series races, as well as a uh, combination of K&N Pro Series and ARCA Series events. Did it mention what team she was going to be with? I think so. Oh, DGR uh, Crosley. Okay. I even wrote it down. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, Daryl Lanigan will be driving his own dirt late model after losing his ride at uh, Clint Boyer Racing. Uh, Kurt Busch is not going to be back with Stuart Haas Racing in 2019. He is heading to uh, Chip Ganassi Racing's number one Chevrolet. Uh, and it was announced uh, Wednesday that uh, the Thai Tuarag, we're going to go with that pronunciation, number 19, will run a limited schedule uh, and gun for some big money wins with Devin Moran. This will be the final year that uh, Twiwa, Twa, Ty fields a team, uh, fields a race team, and uh, Moran and Dunn Benson have announced their partnership for 2019. Uh, that, they announced that yesterday at the PRI trade show. He's going to run the uh, full Lucas Oil schedule with uh, Dunn Benson. But he wanted to run more races, so he's going to stay. So he's going to run a few still with, uh, the, the, right, with Ty. With Ty, and that's going to be it for, for Ty. And that's all the news that I have. That's a lot of news for off-season. That's what I was trying to... Oh, there was one other thing, too, and I didn't even write it down. I didn't read the whole thing. The uh, Truck Series champion uh, lost his ride. Yeah. Because of a uh, new they're, they're sponsor. It all has to do with money, too, because yeah. you know he wins Imagine the championship. That. He loses his ride. They, yeah, they have uh, some new driver coming in. They haven't announced who it is, but uh, apparently... He's bringing a sponsor with them, and they need the money, so they said bye-bye to, uh, uh, I don't even remember who it was, who the champion that's of the truck series is. Yeah, that's All a right. shame. So. Dial that phone number. All right, let's do this. Will you Calling uh, KP. Calling KP. Calling KP. That's my man. Let's see there. Chris Patterson, Shane Yoder, our guest tonight. A couple of, uh, you guys had some uh, pretty good uh, battles oh, yourselves. That's some great times. Some of the best times ever. It was uh, one of the best best parts of my career probably was racing with Chris. Who are you most proud of beating? Who have you beat that oh, you're Scott. most proud of? I beat Scott. Bloomquist? Oh, yeah, I beat Scott. Busted his butt in the heat race at Eldora. <laughs> he came over crying on my motor, had 2,100 laps on it, and he had the biggest, baddest thing you could put in there. Chris? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> didn't hear you answer. Tamper Down Race Report, how are you? Good. Got Ron Miller here, Shane Yoder in the studio. I'm Scott Hammer. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> we're all here. We're all here, Chris. What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, just living the dream. That boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's uh, talk to uh, both of you guys here. Uh, Shane, maybe we'll have you go first sure. here. Uh, how did you get started in racing? Well, uh, you know, when I first got involved, I was kind of helping Matt Miller. You know, I just became friends with a, his car, a guy that was associated with his car. We just came friends with him and uh, went and helped Matt for a year, kind of off and on, and went to Rayburn's, met him down there, and him and his dad. And then I met Ron Miller, actually, about the same time because of Wiley's Racing Products. And uh, my dad actually was going to sponsor Matt and uh, approached him about buying him a motor and, you know, trying to help Matt's good talent, great guy, uh, good racer, and... Um, 
I said to my dad, I said, why don't we try it? You know, and he goes, well, you've never drove a race car. And I said, I know, but good time to try. So uh, we did. We bought a car from uh, Steve Barnett. Uh, drove down there and bought a car with a just a car with four wheels and tires on it. No gears, no nothing. Just car full of alcohol. We had nothing. And uh, went to the track that first time. And uh, What track? Oakshade. Okay. And uh, which I love dearly. It went there and uh, got there before anybody else. I'd only helped Matt, seen Ron and Matt race. And I bought a helmet from Wiley Racing Products right. and a neck collar and a cheap little suit and some racing shoes. And I went out there and I didn't have a clue, but uh, just, you know, went out there and gave it my best. And I actually liked it and did pretty good. But I actually sat out there for an hour and a half running the track in, you know, learning to go <laughs> around the track. And then uh, actually made the feature my first race, started up front and ended up dead last. What year was that? 1951. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, I, I I couldn't even. I'd lie if I said I knew exactly what year it started. Approximately. Well, uh, we, Wiley's was ninety one, ninety two. Had to be around ninety two. Ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Er, early nineties. Now, Chris, uh, you've been racing. Ninety three. There you go. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you've been racing uh, just a few years before uh, Shane started, I believe. Uh, how did you get started in racing? Well, <laughs> kind of goes back to my father. Had old super modified years ago in the sixties, and uh, used to run dirt and asphalt both with it. And he built the cars, and he always had drivers in them. And I was just a little guy, and I'd go with him, and thought that was the neatest thing to watch him throw dirt. And I started selling Mark Time Racing News for Dick Beebe up and down in the stands. So I got to go in the stands free by selling his papers, and it kind of got me started that way. Where did you uh, start racing at? Uh, the first race, uh, I raced snowmobiles, and uh, had a gentleman, Hub Becker was his name, and he came in the shop one day and says, I bought your race car. I said, you what? Bought your race car. Sprint car. <laughs> first race we went to, uh, we went down to Lima, Ohio with it, and Rick Freckle and Lender and all them guys back then were the hot dogs, then, and I was sitting there just amazed watching them cars go around the track. So uh, we end up running quite a few times. Uh, Tim Richmond got good friends with him because we raced at Sandusky and stuff. And and we just had a good time doing it, and then they decided to get me out of that before I get hurt. <laughs> now, Chris, were you running both dirt and asphalt back then? Yes, we'd run. I went out uh, Jimmy Champagne. I'd never been past so much out to uh, New York. <laughs> and same car, by same me, car. By me, and I can't, there's nobody can go that fast. I just never forgot that. I got to race with so many good racers through my career racing has just been fantastic. Same car, dirt, and asphalt back then? Yeah, we had the same car we ran. We actually run Mopars. Hub had Dodges all on his head. <laughs> we was running the Lonely Dodge. The rest of them were Chevrolets. But uh, it was just great. Uh, we had a lot of good time. And we moved on to a sportsman car, and we had fun with that, of course. And then we got into late models in 82, I believe it was. We started running the late models. So you I own your free fare, the old flat ground horse track we learned on. Very narrow track. <laughs> People used to knock the wall down and stuff, but uh, had a lot of good learning experience on the flat track. Didn't they run some races there, oh, f three, four, five years back? Yeah, they tried to have a reunion going on it, and uh, 
it just didn't work out. Uh, they tried it one time when the fair board had it going. They wanted to race the late models there. I believe we went over there to it and didn't really get much done or accomplished out of it. So, like our indoor racing we had here in Michigan not too long ago, too. <laughs> yeah. That's the one over at the DeVos Center? DeVos Center, yeah. yeah. That was quite something. They had a big yeah. special weekend. And yeah. So what, what haven't but, you driven? Hang on, Scott. Come on. Do you, do you know that the guy that uh, put that race on at the DeVos Center is now the promoter at uh, the fairgrounds uh, out in Iowa? Knoxville, Iowa, fairgrounds. He's the promoter of that racetrack. Just in case anybody's trying to find him. Um, to get, I, w- I was looking to, for him. To, to, uh, to get a check to clear. <laughs> I think Sleeper's still looking for him, Dan Sleeper. <laughs> yeah, well, Sleeper's not that far away from him. <laughs> no. If just no. In, in case anybody wants to ask either Shane or Chris a question, uh, Scott's watching the computer, so you can uh, catch us on Facebook. So you can message us there. Or if you want to call in, uh, Scott went through a, a training session and can run <laughs> four or five lines this week. So give us a call if you want on a landline, 419 419- Two one four zero nine two five. Yeah, zero nine two five. Too far. Yeah, two five. It's in the description too on the uh, Facebook yep. Live broadcast as well. If you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or uh, Google Play, yeah, you can call, but nobody's going to answer, or they'll be confused if they do. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, I asked uh, Shane this earlier too. Uh, who are you most uh, proud of, uh, of of beating at any time in your career? Don't you say me. <laughs> <laughs> You're my buddy, and I love you. You know that. I remember following Ron around Crystal Motor Speedway, and I was thinking, <laughs> how can that old guy go so fast? <laughs> I, uh, you're talking about Shane starting. I just never forgot Shane there at Oakshade. I was doing pretty good there, and we got pretty good friends because Oakshade Speedway. And uh, I said, do you know what gears are in the back of that car? <laughs> He didn't even know what rear end gears were. Then you had to change them. I mean, you got to get underneath that and change them. Gears. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. I would wow. not be where I where I ended up racing if it wasn't for that man on the other line. I'm telling you, get under the car and get dirty. <laughs> oh like, hell what do you no! Mean? He goes, "There's gears in there." I go, "I know." He goes, but "You got to change them." I go, "Why do I change them?" He goes, "Because they're they're going to be different for every track." Can I borrow some, Chris? Gears at Eldor, if I remember right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or I couldn't even spin the tires. Screaming about nine grand around there. I think, Shane, we better change them gears before you blow it up. A lot of good times. We did have a lot of good times, Chris. I can tell you, man. You're just a good, genuine racer, man. You've been one of my good friends. You know that. We talk a little on Facebook here and there with your wife, Kathy, or the girls. And uh, I tell you, I would never, I'd say the best time ever in my life was for sure racing, but the, the way it started with you and I, I was just getting started. You were a pro and whipping everybody's tail. And I think the one year, we, second year I was there, or first year you were in that warrior car. You had won like 12 straight features at Oak Shaders. You were just unbeatable. And, and, and you were a good guy. And we got along and we just had that, we just had that connection. I mean, out of all the people that I raced over the years, I mean, all the big name guys were friends of mine. Chris and I, after just about every race, if he was close to me, which we usually tried to, he would always shake my hand if I won, and I would always shake his hand if I won. I mean, a gentleman of the sport, great guy, and if any of our that's listeners, enough buttering you up. If any, <laughs> if any of our listeners want to catch a race that uh, Shane and and Chris ran uh, on our Facebook yeah. Hammerdown, thanks uh, for putting that one on there. Yeah. 
That was yeah. a good race, except yeah, for uh, spun out there. Messed up so, a little bit. Yeah, somebody <laughs> screwed. <laughs> Chris, I, I don't know if you saw it, but it's. Uh, Is that the one Shane won? The uh, no, you won it. No, no. It's, the, it's the ALMS race <laughs> no. down at Lima in 1995. Uh, yep, 95. Oh yeah, and uh, great race though. Great race. I remember pretty much just about every race. We had so many races that come down to the to the last, and when I think when Chris was like, you know running well and i was just getting learning and running well that we would go to the track round and you know it. i mean yeah. buying stuff helped ron helped me and you're and we, we people were racing for third so i mean uh we had a good time buddy and i i just i'll, I'll never forget that stuff well it's like you shane you, you know i watch you i know you had potential i could see you know and you come along so good you learned awful fast for just hopping into a late mile going like that not many people's got that kind of talent to do that, and you had a lot of talent. We had good runs at Eldora Speedway. Oh. and uh, We had some of the most fun. In fact, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't tell these guys all the stories between you and I because we'll I be on this. I one I never will forget this. I think you were leading. Go ahead, lay it on. Going down the back straightaway, and all of a sudden you puked your dry shaft out at me. <laughs> Next thing you're breaking, and I run over your dry shaft, cut two of my tires off, so either of us got to win that race. I just never forgot that one. <laughs> never forgave him either, right? Yeah, we, we've had, I mean... Uh, just one more, that's all, you know. Yeah, that will stick in my head forever, and I'm not telling him what that means. But. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a guy that... that uh, was a mentor to me honestly you know and i mean it, chris could I, I i would i needed something i'd go help him and he was the same way if he needed a gear or a shock or something he didn't have or spring uh we just worked together and the patterson family are great family and i'm sure that they feel the same about the yoders we've had a great time and oh yeah just yep. just good people buddy and i'm glad that your health is doing much better too i want to tell you that yeah well, tell, our, that. tell our listeners about yep. what you've gone through chris i don't think a lot of people know what he's been through right i do but tell them oh i walked in uh hospital there and the doctor says i better get on the table and i said what get on the table yep we're going to take your heart out of you and throw it on a bench and overhaul like a carburetor <laughs> then we'll put it back in you end up putting a new valve in my heart so i had open heart surgery two years ago just after thanksgiving there the 28th of 16 and it's kind of slowed me down quite a bit now I'm still a little bit on oxygen, but I left out of there in a wheelchair and oxygen. Didn't think I was going to be able to walk again, but I'm coming around slowly. Good. That's good. I see the pictures of you and Kathy, and uh, is that our old boy Hendershot that went with you? Oh, yeah. Phil, what you used to call him, Headshot. Phil yep. Headshot, right? Yep. Phil Headshot. <laughs> good people, man. I'm glad that you're doing yeah. that. We had so much fun. I mean, it's hard to get away from racing because they're families we all went as a family sport my mother and dad shane's mom and dad and we went all these races and we it was a family racing project that we had going and i don't know it's just hard you can't replace the times that we had like that sit down with kenny wallace and have dinner with him and and it's just the people i've met purvis and swartz and Larry Moore and people I got to race with is just incredible that say, I can race them. You ask me who the best person I beat. Well, I've been beaten by the worst and beaten the best. So That's <laughs> right. That's it. I yeah. mean, it, it's all part of racing, and that's why I've always felt about it. So, jeez, uh, I don't know. That's a big question. You know, I think everybody's competitive. Shane was more competitive. He just wanted to beat my drawer so bad, and I could just tell that. So <laughs> even, but here's the thing: even when when if I would win, Chris, 
and like I said, when we were on the top of our game, we'd roll on those tracks, and uh, and people would say they were running for thirds because they knew oh. we would battle. It was always <laughs> you guys were Ford people, and 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 my dad, Big John, and all of us Yoders were all GM Chevy people, oh, yeah. and it, that's how it started. And you were whipping our butt, and we just kept going at it. But some of the best races ever. I mean, it was just. I think that's what kind of started our rivalry. Rivalry, and then I think that over the years at Oak Shade that. Not not just Oakshade, but the tracks, Eldora, they would boo me, boo you, or cheer, cheer, whatever. But oh, yeah. we, they didn't know the relationship that we had as friends. I mean, um, we drank a lot of beers together. We had a lot of fun. And, and uh, I mean, it just, it was more than just the racing. Now, when it first started, it was a competitive thing. But, I mean, uh, yeah, we had a great friendship, dude. Just great. Still do. I got some go ahead, uh, got some questions here uh, from sure. our Facebook listeners here. Uh, Karen wants to know what uh, your favorite memory of uh, racing at Oakshade. Oakshade, eat both of you. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Okay, I, I can remember one pretty good one. I think it's a year Shane was talking about. We won like seventeen features at Oakshade that year, and and uh, I was racing along, and I was running second. And I can never forget number forty nine was had me beat and was going down the back straightaway and his motor blowed up. I cannot believe how races are won and your luck goes, but his motor blowed up going into three. We come out of four and we won the race. <laughs> that would have been Larry Scott. Probably Larry, right? No, um, <laughs> Lindsay? Lindsay George Lindsay. George Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, there okay. We go. Yeah, George had me beat. <laughs> One of them times, I think we started in the back farther and chased everybody down, and I got to him, and I said, well, it's over with. They can finally take the hex off me, and, <laughs> and uh, his motor blowed up. I mean, how can things happen like that? And one night, too, at Oakshade, I'll never forget that. We was running for the uh, MSAB stuff, and uh, we were running third or something. The car was... Uh, missing Snoko series, that's what that one was, and we were uh, running third or fourth, and the car started missing, and there was like five or six laps left, and I was watching oil pressure and watching the gauges, making sure I'll just keep out here till something really bad happens. Well, we end up finishing fifth in that race at Oakshade, and I pulled it in, and Dad says, what happened? Why'd you start slowing down? I said, I think the motor's blowed up, Dad. He says, I can't be. You're out there running. <laughs> he went over and hit the button to start the motor, and you could just hear it rattle. Uh, and two rods broke, and pistons went up uh, in the chamber, and the crank was still, they broke off at the rod, so it still had oil pressure, and the motor broke two rods in it. <laughs> and we, it wasn't for that race finish, and we won the one in that series that year. Just funny how things go. It's a pretty it? cool deal. Yep. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Uh, most memorable at Oakshade, yeah. At Oakshade, that that was what Karen asked. Was that yeah? I, 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 would, Bell, I would say Karen. The the, mm. the biggest thing for me was the first Barney Oldfield. Oh yeah. The biggest thing for me was that my dad was born and raised in Wasian. He's buried in Wasian. My two brothers, unfortunately, they're, they're buried in Wasian. And my dad loved Barney Oldfield. My dad th- would take me there when I was a kid before I even knew who he was and see his gravestone in the cemetery in Union where my dad's buried. And he took me there and he said, that man right there was the first guy to go over 100 miles an hour in a car. And that guy's Barney Oldfield. And I lived here and grew up on the farms in Wasian. My grandfather was the sheriff of Fulton County back in the day. And 
My dad always wanted to win that race. He said, if you ever win that race for me once, if you win it twice, I'll be happy. You've won it a couple of times. Too. Just, just once. Okay. And and Chris has won. I mean, there's a lot of people. Rick's won it. A lot of people have won it. But um, to win that race for my dad, one of the first years when I was, uh, I forget what year I won it, two years, but uh, was the best thing ever. Because I know how much it meant to my dad. And I gave him that cup. And, uh, and I won the second one. I gave him that cup, too. But that was probably the biggest thing there. And I followed Ron. Ron won it one year. The year Ron won it, I thought I was going to just wax him. And I was rolling. Ron put harder tires than everybody else and drove right by all of us. Imagine that. The old guy did one it One time. <laughs> he, yeah, that, I remember specific. that. Remember that race? Yes. Remember, it was oh, dry yeah, slick. I think I was there, too. And Ron, I'm like, look, at I, I got more motor than I need to do. Chris has got tons of motor. We can't touch the gas pedal, and Ron just... Drives right by everybody. Yeah, and that's a pretty nice sterling silver trophy. I know. <laughs> I do have one of the early ones that were yeah, well, good ones. Well, hold a 12-pack of beer. <laughs> yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Again, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to uh, Chris Patterson, the 92-2000-2004 Oakshade uh, champion. Total of uh, at least 22 track champions t- championships, correct, Chris? Oh, I guess. I, I guess. don't know. I pay much attention. That stuff just kind of follows you when you go racing. So, And Shane Yoder here in the studio, a 1996 Eldora track champion yep. and 2002 Oakshade uh, Raceway track champion. And uh, Karen also wanted to know, uh, why did you stop racing? That's a good question, Karen. Um, and he I doesn't get, know. And I, and I get it a lot, and I'll be honest, without making it a big, long story, it's mostly family-oriented. Uh, my dad got me started. There's nobody more grateful for my racing career and the equipment that I had. Uh, I'm building a, a little drag car right now, so I know exactly what it costs to go racing at your own expense. But I was very grateful for my parents and their business. Um, I got married. I have three kids. I bought a salvage yard uh, with another gentleman, and it, it was just too much for me. If I, if I, I'm such an... I'm such an addict for racing that I ca- I have to disassociate myself with the racing today. I'd go to Ron Miller's or Oakshade or Eldora every week if I could. But if I do, it's like going back to, I have to go to rehab. It's like a drug. I just can't do it. <laughs> and, I, and I love racing. And I, I love what these guys are doing today. I mean, these guys are rolling. The cars are different. But, uh, yeah. You got something else there, Scott? Yeah. Uh, Chris. Yes. A certain individual would like to know, actually, it's my dad. He wrote a question. He wants to know if you ran at uh, Manchester Speedway in Michigan. Manchester Speedway. I don't believe I dare, ever did. There you go. I think there's been there's been about three racetracks I looked up one time to see, and I think I've been to every racetrack other than three of them. <laughs> the other one was the old Jackson racetrack. Yep. And uh, well, Manchester. And I'm trying to think. There was one over... And by East Jordan, I can't think of that up in the oh Mint area. Uh, there was a, a lot of them back then were built on horse tracks. Right. So I'm kind of glad. <laughs> and them horse tracks are awful narrow. Is it is it possible that Bob had raced at Manchester? He could have. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask Dad. Dad. Yeah. He actually just had a birthday. He turned 89 years old. <laughs> All right. Hey, make sure you tell your dad that we said hope. We said, yeah. Oh, all of us. Please yeah. from us. Dustin uh, has a comment here. He wanted to know what you guys uh, think of Australian pursuit races. That's the best. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> They're a good time. Uh, I, we, we, how many did we do at Oakshade? We used to do them quite often. Oh, no, quite a bit. Not so often anymore. But I just never forgot that because I remember my hero, Rick Frickle, zero car. That's where I got my number from anyway. And uh, I watched him start dead last, 10th spot, and come around 
and get the trucker flag in the same lap. Passed everybody on the outside. Jim McCune Sr. has, I believe, the all-time record uh, from Fremont Speedway on an Australian pursuit. Uh, he started dead last, and everybody went down into turn one, dove to the bottom. He thought, well, if they're going to the bottom, I'm going to the top. He won it coming off a of turn two. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I did that one time is all I can ever say because after I seen I wanted to do that too and I when I done that I can say I actually done it in late models and come around and got the checkered flag on one lap and that's pretty cool yeah it was pretty neat I don't know they took away a lot of them good racing parts you know and now it's just racing for position to start in the feature and I know I think a lot of people like the four car dash that they took away. Merritt Speedway's still doing it, but then once in a while they'll throw in an Australian pursuit over to Auburn at Midland. They run a pursuit race here and there, so my boy runs there and and we have a lot of good times, so And and we were gonna ask you about uh, is your boy still racing and how's oh, yeah. that and how's that going? Yeah, he didn't have a real good year. We just run that one track and it's hard to race against the guys that are racing two or three nights out of the week. And we've just been racing one night out of the week because finances, like Shane knows, it takes quite a bit of money to keep them going. And and he likes that track up there, and he does fairly well. He's won a few features up there. You guys have both uh, run in ARCA. Oh, yeah. How uh, how does how did that? I guess you get you don't have very many. I think I just saw one for you, Chris. At uh, was it Owasso in 1986? Yeah, and I raced down on the mile too. Okay, how was how how did that deal come about? Uh, the people at Owasso. Oh, I'm trying to think of their names. I can't think of their names right offhand here. Marco, he. Uh, had an ARC car, and he couldn't race it because they own the racetrack, so they asked me to run it. So That I hasn't stopped Tony the... Stewart from racing. <laughs> Pardon me? It hasn't stopped Tony Stewart from racing at his own track. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, but he writes the rules, <laughs> no. too. He owns the sanctioning body. Gotcha. Tony likes eating all my chicken out of my hauler every time I had the hauler down there. He'd come in my hauler and be sitting there eating my chicken. <laughs> I had KFC as a sponsor, so we always had chicken with us, you know. So. Yeah, I yeah. ate a lot of that chicken, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of good times. I miss old Steve, don't you? Yes. Yeah, great. Yep. Mr. Verdoni, Steve is he a great, great guy, He was Mr. Number man. One Man in my he, book. For he was your sponsor. And, and he still sponsor me. He always said, yep. as long as I'm still in racing, he'll help me, and they have helped me, the what, Verdonis. What, what a great, great family they were. Yes, good they sponsor are. Good for Pure 100 years. racing yep. percent. He yep. would drive down to Eldor by himself and drive home that night. I could yep. not get over that. Yep. That's four and a half hour drive. <laughs> yep. Um... You raced at Daytona, yeah, Shane, yeah. and uh, you also raced at Michigan in Atlanta as well. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that until I was actually doing some research. I knew the Daytona in Michigan. How did those deals come together, and how, uh, do, how does that compare to running at a uh, three-eighths mile dirt well, track? if there's any asphalt racers probably listening, and there could be, I would say <laughs> that they're not going to be happy with my answer because <laughs> I, I personally think that dirt car racing is – majority the driver if the car set up fairly good i know i have won races and i'm sure chris patterson has i've seen him win a race with a fourth place car you're not going to do that in an asphalt car it's just uh i don't know it's completely different it's it is a lot of fun you're going really fast you're pulling some massive g's i mean i never sat in the car and i went to michigan and i sat in the car and qualified third i was on a pole for most of the day uh, it, to me it was like driving on the highway fast it's uh it's a lot of fun the cars have to be perfect crew's got to be perfect 
I got to have a little luck in there. I picked up a nope. hot dog grapper out of one of my first arc race ever in the car, but it's just, in my opinion, it's not for me. I, I, I see why Daryl and Scott Bloomquist and these guys, Daryl Lennon and these guys have got in them and got out. It's just... Well, talk about getting out of a car. You you had a sportsman car at Toledo Speedway. Uh, ran a whole season with that, didn't you? Actually, I run, I think, five or six races of it. Yeah, yeah, how many? I think you ran four, but yeah. uh, and we both know why you only ran why you ran four. <sighs> Not because I. We had a wager that yeah. he would run three races and sell the car, but that's why I ran four. I had to pay <laughs> had to because <laughs> when I told him I bought and I bought a great car from the Leslie nice family, car. Tracy right. Leslie's son's car, great car. And uh, Gary Dennis, my business partner, had bought a nice car. Right, I had great great equipment, great motor. I sent my motor to Pro Power to make sure it was good and go out there. And we run good. I run second in the fast dash the first night, and I run third or fourth a couple times. And after like the f- third race i'm thinking i'm gonna be done but i know i had to run one more so i have to pay ron miller that's right <laughs> it was a friendly little wager but it's uh you know you're running around Toulouse speedway great racetrack great people great promoters i love the people there uh we've sponsored them with my business for years you're running pretty fast on a nine inch car tire you know no spoiler it's a lot of racing for not a lot of money and i wasn't having a lot of fun and it wasn't my you know you can't slide those cars and just not my deal so i sold it and got out so what do you guys uh, think of uh, the current state of dirt track racing, specifically late models? Jump in there, Chris. Yeah, you, well, firework, I, Chris. I don't know if you want to hear me say this or not. But <laughs> no. Don't worry, because I'm going to probably say the same. It, They've heard me, me say They it. have got out where they outweighed themselves what they're worth for the Saturday night races they're racing for. As far as the money, is still racing for what we raced for years ago. You exactly. Know? And they need to police these shocks on these cars. I've said this for a long time. For the gentleman that can't afford to go racing but wants a race a Friday or Saturday night, and they bring these sixty, seventy thousand dollar race cars in that people have them, afford them, and and they're hard to be compatible against a late model car. We started that crate motor race and i thought that was the greatest deal we did that there for three years and that was really great until they got into the motor business part of it but i heard you say earlier about these bodies you know people like to see these cars representing what they have or what they're driving and i think they would help them if they could get back to the body size of what they look like instead of one car i don't think uh, one size of a body like asa used to have they all look the same. I think you got a Ford, Chrysler, or what you have, a Challenger, you want it to represent and look like that more. The nose is all the same on everybody's car, right. but they put a different sticker exactly. package on it. Yeah. Chris, go. I think you guys run up at Tri-City, right? Yes. Um, and I'm sure your kid will tell you the easiest way to destroy the handling on a car today is to knock the nose off of it. Oh, yeah. Knock a fender off of it. The cars, even at a track like Tri City, which is a nice, a very nice three eighths mile track, uh, the cars are aerodynamically dependent. Uh, you knock a nose off, knock a front fender off, and the a cars turn. Panel even. Yeah, the cars go from really good to junk. Yep, spoiler. You know, a spoiler is not as important as the nose anymore. Yeah, it's the nose keeping the car on the ground. Exactly. But uh, pushing air around it, so. I don't know that when you start dibbling in, changing the bodies, and doing everything that kind of confuses everybody. They start going their own way with different things, and there's a lot of trouble. It seems like. 
<laughs> uh, and I've said a hundred times that Bob Memmer would roll over in his grave if he oh, saw yeah. if he saw oh. what dirt late models have evolved to. Yeah. You know, back when we were racing uh, regularly, Chris, uh, we were we had a forty inch nose rule, and then I think right. it stretched out to maybe forty four. But now there's you know there there's cars running fifty seven inches on the left oh, yeah. on the left front. They won't even get in the trailer anymore. Right from the center of the hub to the tip of the nose, fifty seven inches. Yeah, I can't believe that. It, uh, it it's crazy. They, they I think they really need to to reel the bodies in. Uh, they need to be able to run a string from the motor plate to the base of the spoiler, and the deck can't be more than an inch away from there. There you go. That's, uh, that's more right, Ron. You know, talk. The, the, you the, need to make your own racing series. The Ron. decks right now. Rod Scott, Miller late. Well, he's making series. a great point. Yeah, Scott, great point. the the decks right now drop to the the shoulder harness bar behind the driver, and they'll gain eight to ten inches be t- before I've they get to the spoiler. They're like boats. Yeah, before they closely, they'll, yeah. they'll drop eight to ten yeah. or and gain eight to ten inches. They used to be that way back in the day, Ron. They for, the, for a while they were like concave like yeah. that to get the air to that yep. spoiler, but everything's aerodynamic now. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, actually, I just saw today a picture of Rusty's car at the trade show. Correct, and it's yeah. sitting there, probably like it would be racing. I just looked a beautiful. Yeah, he's car, got it. And I uh, love Ray propped up. But you see the way they sit for the nose to be level to sit there to look at, and the car's yeah. all jacked up out of shape. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's, well, I, it's very important to seal the nose to the ground absolutely. in the middle of the corner. Uh, you limit the amount of air that can get under the car, uh, and it, uh, it it just creates a huge amount of downforce at the back. We've got the back of the cars are open, and it, it, it can exhaust whatever air is there. It uh, creates a huge low-pressure area. The first time I was at Syracuse, and you'd like this, Chris, uh, we went to Syracuse with our late model 95, and I came in after a hot laps, and the deck was all crumbled up. Yep. And Ornery Don says, well, how the hell did you do out there? And uh, when we built our decks back then, we just put a 90-degree brake and riveted them together. And uh, yep. it, it wasn't strong enough. And it actually, the downforce back then crumbled the deck. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what it did do now. We had that same problem. We was on the mile down there. And uh, we come in, and the whole body was just shaking. Nothing was built strong enough to be running a mile track. Well, they were yeah. They were blowing wheels apart for a right. while. Right. Yeah. Just disintegrating. Those beadlocks were not made to run that fast on a mile. I remember that. Even when right. they went to Bristol, it was right. doing it. So. I think you was at that race I was leading Chris, there, Shane. Chris, you know what? I was there, but I wasn't racing. <laughs> but I did go over there. I did. I went over there with a friend and my wife, and we st- stood in the corner. Uh, I was cheering Chris on. I went over there to watch that race. That's right. You ran really good in that race. Actually, you should have won that race. Yeah, we had about six or five or six laps to go, and actually broke a oil. He was rolling that big Ford. Yeah, rolling. yeah the old Ford was running that day. Earl <laughs> Gertie was proud of it because yeah. Swindell won uh, – Outlaws, and we would have won that if I wanted broke. Because you're standing down there, it's never giving me hand signals, and I just kind of nod at you, and that's like yep. being on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we're talking to uh, a couple of racing legends here. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Chris Patterson on the phone, Shane Yoder in the uh, studio here. Uh, if you have a question for them, uh, go ahead and if you're listening to us on Facebook Live right now, leave a comment, or you can give us a call four one nine. Two one four zero nine two five. Most people watch on their phones, though, so they can't really call. Yeah, right? but they've got to have a you friend think... with them. <laughs> <laughs> they got to have a friend. Yeah, just watch on one phone. Yeah. Um, one one thing. Uh, what are you guys? Uh, Chris, we kind of talked uh, touched on it a little bit, uh, but what are you guys uh, up to now? I mean, you're uh, helping your your son race there at Tri City. 
Yeah, well, actually, we own a body shop here, okay. and I run the body shop now. My brother passed away of cancer, and uh, that kind of got me changed uh, where I can't race a car anymore, and that's why my boy kind of come along, and then it gets uh, age that you think, I'd like to do this the rest of my life, but uh, income's not too good when you get older. <laughs> so uh, you got to have a pretty steady job and the future to look forward to, and back to work I went. So. It's tough supporting a race car on Social Security, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then you got to pay tax on that money. Don't start yeah. me there. <laughs> so what, what are you up to these days, Shane? Uh, well, I sold a, it, my, my business with Gary Dennis. I sold A1 Auto Parts uh, January 1st to a couple of guys, bought us out, and uh, it was time. You know, we'd owned it for 15 years, and that's about when, if you remember, that's about when my racing started to I started to fizzle out because, obviously, again, three kids and uh, all playing sports and trying to run my salvage yard, which was, and I was in debt up to my butt, and my dad on me to race, and it just got to the point, uh, you know, where it was tough. So I kind of got rid of that, and now I'm just, I'm actually going to, looking at getting into a medical rehab facility with my wife, which is a realtor, and her brother's a doctor. We're looking at doing that. Um, Just been building some, a couple of, uh, building a drag car now just to go racing with my son Shane. A little little less expensive, not much, but we're putting (laughs) Wait till you get into it. It's not expensive. It's expensive. The car is nothing, Shane, and what goes after it. You should see, (laughs) I'm sitting there crying, paying for these motor bills. Boy, do I miss my pops. And and you got to remember, the faster you go, the less fun you've got. I mean, if if you've got an old Dodge Power Wagon, you know, you could get 13, 14 seconds out there. I told a guy at the drag strip, I was up there, I go up there Mondays now, you know, trying to get the feel of it. And I did do a little drag racing before I got into a dirt car on bikes. I had an eight-second bike and the nitrous and all that, but never drove a fast car. And I'm building a 1,000-horsepower Camaro now to, to race with my kid but um it's like they're talking he goes you know this is just a short pass this car will probably run nine seconds or something and and i'm like you know what sucks about this is your red light you're out you don't win you're out if you get in a dirt car and you go to oak shade you get the hot lap you get to run a heat race if you don't make it to run a b yeah (laughs) even if you're terrible in the feature you get to make 25 30 laps or something it's just yeah man to race the car more yeah (laughs) yeah Blinking, you miss a little it. more time for drinking beer at drag racing. I can tell you that. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Shane won't get lost just going in a straight line. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Do I got to turn left when I get to the end of that thing, or right? <laughs> I got to turn right. I think. Well, sometimes they turn right and they get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope that don't happen. No. So Shane, yeah, yes, sir. You have the uh, nickname the Flying Hawaiian. Right. How did that uh, come about? I, I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Well, obviously, my mother's Hawaiian. Uh, name like yoder is pretty funny because you know amish and in my boy on the other line here which is what I, my dear friends always called me yo-yo um just uh, i don't know somehow they said i don't even know how it got started greg i was sitting there somehow somebody said you're hawaiian and last night you were flying and you're flying hawaiian i mean now when i'm paying these motor bills i'm the crying hawaiian it's just yeah, it's, the uh, crying flying hawaiian yeah oh god <laughs> but I, I think that's how it was and you embrace that uh, with uh, your design on your car. Yeah, and uh, you know what? It, it sold well. We sold a lot of T-shirts and uh, a lot of stuff we did. It was a really good good catchphrase. It was, it was cool. Kind of neat for my family. All right. Well, the family part of it, that's true right there. I mean, we go back, your dad and your mother, Shane, was great, and they always come friendly and talking to us, and our families and my daughters and my wife. And, you know, and I had four kids, and I dragged them around to all these racetracks. They yep. wanted to see me on weekends. Yep. They went to racing with me, and 
and we watched our kids grow up together i mean i could say the same yeah. thing about ron i saw steve i, I, I tell you about everybody's uh, you know the, the people that we watched grow up and the racing that we did and, and i would say you know before i forget to say this probably one of the biggest things to me is as i tell you i, I as much as missing the racing I miss my friends. I, I miss all the people at Oakshade. I do. I miss all the friends, the, my buddy Rick DeLong and, uh, you know, Matt Miller and all the people I race, even the guys at Eldora and stuff and Donnie and those guys. Sleeper, I went to Australia with that guy. I, I don't see these people, and I miss them. It's, it's a big part of your life. And for me, and I, I probably can speak for Chris, other than my children, this is, was the best thing I ever did in my life. Ever. Well, and it's a family, and that's yeah. why we're still involved with you're it. You're a family racing, been going for years. You started before me, and you're going after me. <laughs> well, and my wife, Kathy, can tell you of all the nights she spent in the in the stands with yeah. three kids sprawled yep. out on Oh, her. yes. Yep. I, I remember pictures of Chris out there with his little girls, and I've got pictures in my basement of Anissa, my wife, holding yep. <laughs> two little kids, and they're sleeping in a checkered flag, and you know we got to drive home from Mansfield <laughs> on a Sunday night. Now, wait a minute, Shane. I had a little farther drive home. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. So what, uh, I was up there where the Indians live, you know. <laughs> Other than, uh, than Oakshade, what, uh, what is each of your guys' favorite uh, track that you've ever run on? Tell them, Chris. Oh, uh, boy, I don't know. I've been asked that question lots of times. Or, you know, I just enjoyed racing so much. I could not wait till I got a racetrack to race in. All my tracks, I probably, Eldora Speedway was probably number one because I never, I always wanted to win the World 100. We come close a couple times, but I don't know whatever happened to us down there. We'd run one races there at Eldora, and all of a sudden it comes into the World 100 and hoping for big things to happen and goofy things happen. I never forgot we starting on a pole of the heat race, and I thought we got a good chance this year. The light goes off in the back straightaway, and, uh, that means we're going to get the green flag and we're coming around, and my motor just shut off. It's like, what in the world? And it ended up being an MSD wire broke off. Yeah. I think I a mean, lot of people like don't realize how hard it is. In a big race. But i got to say probably Eldora because it was a lot of challenging to my part. I want to always get better and better, and I wanted to beat the big guys when they come in there. And and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We would won the Johnny Appleseed the week before the World 100 and have a good chance. In fact, we had both of my cars. I had Jeff Cohen in my other car. He was leading it, and I passed him on the last lap and won the Appleseed that race. And my car finished one and two, and I was so tickled to see that happen. I was looking at him. I said, either he wins it or I win it. We're still going to go home with some money. That's it. <laughs> right. I remember that race, too. I remember when Jeff drove your car. Do you? Yep, yeah. Yep. I'd say the my favorite track, um, I mean, I, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, trying to win a, a big one, or I'd say Eldor, I, guess, I agree with Chris. I've won a lot of races there. I've won the Johnny Appleseed three years in a row there. I think Matt Miller just finally tied it not too long ago, but he didn't break it. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I'll i be honest. I, I love Oakshade, okay? I, I grew up in Holland, Ohio. I live 35 minutes from, 40 minutes from Oakshade, and uh Sometimes got some bad press. Sometimes it's good good press about the track or the conditions. But I'm gonna tell you, that's a driver's track that changes consistently. I haven't obviously been on it in eight, nine, ten years, but um, that was one of my favorites. And but I liked them all. I'm like Chris. Anytime I thought we could go racing, probably the worst thing a race car driver and I know you know this is when it gets rained out. Oh, we're loaded no. for bear. We're ready to go. We just won at Attica. We're gonna go to Fremont. We're ready to get it on, and it's a rainout. So. I'm like Chris. Anywhere we could go race, yes, but uh, that's where old John Green comes in alive for Oakshade. Yep. You know he was a 
promoter to take care of the racers. And I remember did. we used to stay there off the turnpike at the Shell Station. He come down when they rained out because we're looking to book where we can go, what way can we head to go to another racetrack? It's not rained out. He come down and actually give us a hundred dollar bill. He says, "You guys drove all the way down here. There's a hundred dollar bill. Why don't you help you on fuel? And how many promoters would do something, you know, like that?" And he was just a great. And Shane's dad was the greatest man to go racing. He had so much racing in his blood, you could just see it in his eyes. He'd always have to come over and say something to us, it seems like. But he'd, the, he'd say, the, Shane's going to get you tonight, you know. <laughs> and it, it was just great. We had I, the best times ever. I mean, it went the same way with your father, just uh, the same, same way. Your mom and dad, great people. And uh, we had so much, you know, I, like I said, Chris, I think a lot of people in the stands, at Oakshade especially, or Eldora, if I'd win or you'd win, they'd boo me and cheer you, and we'd sit there and talk about it. Actually, the one race that's at Fremont, I think, and you're interviewing me after, and they're saying Yoder was coming, and I, I broke. But, um, yeah, we had a great, great relationship, and our, our parents were just, just wonderful people, and I sure miss my pops. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, when my dad died uh, and I was out of the car for a while, I thought I could get A1 rolling the way I wanted to, my salvage yard, and actually get back into a car. Maybe not be able to buy buy my own stuff, you know, like my pops had, but um, maybe drive for someone. And I was entertaining all them offers, but it's when my dad died and then I lost my two dear brothers, which I love, it just took the wind out of my sail. And... Um, I just, uh, I just have kind of lost a little. Not, I don't say lost interest, but it's like I, my family and everything is going on. The motivation more, wasn't there. Put it this way: if I hadn't bought A1 Auto Parts, and I'm not regretting it one one cent. I'm saying if I hadn't done that and I'd kept self-employed with myself doing what I was doing, I probably would still be racing today, because it's just, it's just the best thing right. I ever did. It was the best thing my family ever did. If, yep. du- if Dunn Benson uh, came to you yesterday, I'd and be said, there. Okay, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. You don't have to think twice about I'd be that. Gone. Right? tomorrow i mean uh and and i'm very so the possibility grateful. could be there absolutely i mean okay. you just never know i'm young For 65 <laughs> years on up to run <laughs> yeah i mean you look at the guys that are out there i mean look around ron still runs he's competitive there's there's guys out there running this big series these guys are older than me they're out there winning races it can be done it's just you have to have the fun right ride at this point in my life with three kids and uh, it's just kind of tough as ron says it has to be fun it has to be. And when it, it quits being fun, then you quit. It, that's exactly right, which means you're never going to quit because you have fun doing anything. Well, do you guys, uh, Chris, do you, do you have a couple more minutes here? Sure. Or? Okay. Yep. I didn't know if we were up against time. We can go as long as we want here. So I don't have a uh, job. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or a ride. I, I can drive a tow truck. I can drive a tow truck. Yeah, put you in a tow truck. Right How's on, that? We right need on. another driver. Right. Yeah. Now, Shane. You know you'd be out racing them ruckers. I know you. <laughs> Donuts in the class. snow. <laughs> now, Shane, you raced in Australia. Chris, have you ever uh, raced down under? Nope, never went that route. Never had that opportunity? Nope. nope. I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the old hey, you got one on me, Shane. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably one of the very few, my friend. But How did uh, uh, how did that come about, Shane? Great great deal. Uh, Wade Onger was a, a, an announcer here at Finley, well, Flag City at the time. Bill Paxton owned it. Right, the whole story. Uh, took a liking to me, came to my mom's, had some of her Hawaiian pork chops and apples. That probably was the turning point. <laughs> Talked about me maybe going there. And, of course, I was racing for my father full-time. I was getting paid to race. I didn't have a job. That was my job. I was in the race shop from 8 to 9 every night. 
eight in the morning to nine o'clock at night with my boys working and and uh he asked me if i'd be interested in going i i was just getting ready to be married to anisa and uh got the blessing from my parents and everyone they paid to fly me over i went over raced uh now you ran there. you raced the super sedans over there yeah with and the, what's crazy the, a lot of right people, hand don't, drive. people don't understand that i drove a car these guys raced on perfect which which i would much rather went where ron and roddy and Ty, i'd love yeah. to race over there well what what is explain what that is it well, wasn't no, a late model the, then? the super sedans are similar to a late model but they've got front and rear bumper covers they yep. look a little different they're a little bit heavier but the driver sits on the right side but they do exactly as we do i mean they they turn they go left, counterclockwise, they, they go counter-clockwise. Okay. you're just sitting right next to the wall so <laughs> go around the pe- track the other way pe- hey, pe- that's what i thought <laughs> this so, is nuts guys yeah, I, I went there got off the plane uh went and looked at a car it was a car from the past national champion that someone else had bought it was good equipment and the guy ron pine had or john pine hadn't been beat there in had bounty on him hadn't been beaten forever so we get there long story short i get there get in the car practice the day before i look like a complete moron driving a car where you sit on the right side, go the same direction. <laughs> I just got out of a late model, which you're sitting on the left, and you can wheelie. I'm on the right side, no traction. Well, and these car, those cars have huge stagger because they run a sprint they car. They run a right, sprint car tire. They That's run exactly a sprint right. car right rear, and then so yeah. picture our late model with a sprint car on the right rear, and you sitting on the right, going the same direction. So I hot lap practice, and these guys are all running the bottom, right on the hub. You know, nobody because they sit on the right. Well, the feature my mom and dad flew in that night from uh, from Honolulu. They got there after you know twelve fourteen hours. They get them there and we get the race starts. I start in the back through the heat race and I think I work my way up to like sixth. And there's maybe six laps to go and there's no passing. They're hugging the bottom, so I'm like, this isn't going to work. I put it up on the fence. Now you could light a match out your window now because you're running on the fence and nobody in Australia runs up there. Don't ask me why, but they don't. Probably because you sit on the right. <laughs> Drove by now, the entire. Do they have a wall all the way around the yep, corners? Yep. Okay. Drove slinging dirt. The, actually, the guy who owned the car said, "I've never seen anybody here slinging dirt over the wall from running the high side." And I finally got a groove cut in myself, and I passed their national champion on the last lap coming out of four, and they were going to tear that place down. It was one of the best times ever. That was the yep. first time. Second time I went with Sleeper. We had a good time. What what uh, years was that? Ninety-eight, ninety, no, ninety-six, ninety-seven. Because uh, before I left for Australia the first time, that's when I went down and tested an ARCA car at Daytona, and I flew right from Daytona to Sydney, Australia. Well, Roddy Todd and I went over the winter of ninety-nine, two thousand. It was right after that. I I, I went because I went two years, then I was done, and then I think you guys started going right. You went three right. years. I've been there four times. I, I had three West Coast tours and then one East Coast tour. Okay. Okay. Beautiful country. I oh, love it. It's and, the and they treat you like royalty. Got off the plane, did some TV shows, radio interviews, yep. played golf on Greg Norman's courses. They treated us like great. Uh, it was just a great time. Wonderful people. Long way. Exactly the other side of the earth from where we are now. You can't get farther away from here. Nope. Nope. It doesn't matter which way you go. It's hot. Hot. I, I went in the winter. Hot. Yeah. Well, it flies. Uh, it's their summer. You've never Kangaroos. seen so many flies. Saw that? You've never seen so many flies. Blow flies. Flies everywhere. They're slow though. You can smack them. We're playing golf and or you're flying your mouth. You're trying to do <laughs> announcement, talking to people in the crowd. Pre-race. It's crazy, but it's a great place. Wonderful people. Racing freaks. Yes. Chris, is there uh, any uh, any place that uh, you have not been able to race that you really would have uh, liked to? Arizona, California. Other than yeah. that, I've been kind of 
everywhere. Any any specific tracks or just uh, in general? Oh, I don't know. The tracks. Arizona would be kind of neat to say race there. On. Yep. And Mazeline. Uh, I know I like the Chili Bowl too. I think I get the biggest kick out of that. I wish that's a track. I wish I could have tried racing that. Well, and I see a lot of late model guys going there too, uh, and running the midgets. Yeah, yeah. so that, that'd be a pretty cool deal. That's a yep. ca- that's a car I'd love to have ever drove. I, I wanted to drive a sprint car. Dad would oh, never yeah. buy a sprint car. You got to drive one. I always wanted one. Now look, Brian Ruman. I read the other day our old buddy Brian Ruman bought one. He's loving it. Two he's he's going to run that. He's got next two year. of them. I, you know what? He, I damn near called him on the car he had for sale for fifteen motor ready to go. He, I mean, him and his brother Chad, they're running good. At him. He said it's a lot of fun. Huh. Not as not as hard on equipment. I, right. Uh, well, the car that that he runs with his brother Chad has some sort of a crate motor in it. Yeah, they run a carburetor. Right, and then uh, the one that he just recently bought is a four ten winged sprint. Ooh, that's the big daddy. So, <laughs> Brian's a wheel man. He'll get her done. You get her done. I always wanted to buy, get one or try one. Sat in plenty. You know, I know Kyle Sauter, all them good guys, and uh, my dad's like, we're not getting it. You drive too hard, too fast, too wild, you're not getting it. <laughs> that sounds it. like the same thing I got told. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys uh, were both still still racing, uh, how excited would you be about the uh, the gate, what they got going on uh, at the Gateway Dirt Nationals now in the third year, racing indoors? Yeah. I, think, like I think it'd be great. I mean, this time of year... Anything get out of the snow we got here, so <laughs> I, I think it'd be I, I think it'd be a better thing thing than going to Florida some of the times. And yeah, that's I a do. that's a great yeah. race out there. And they put on a hell of a show out there. Chris, did you get over to the Silver Dome at all when they ran uh, Yes, I was there North? but I didn't get to run. Okay. <laughs> that's the first time did I you? met Pearson was at the Silver Dome. He was there talking to Jack Boggs, which I was good friends with him years ago, and he introduced me to him and they had him there in the Silver Dome running. I don't know why we didn't take a car down then, but I believe Jack Boggs won that race. I, I'm trying to think back. That was like 84, was it? Uh, Maybe earlier. It could have been early, early 80, I'm thinking 82. Was it? I'm, uh, I, I'm, I could be wrong. But anyways, it's really neat. Uh, I don't know. We've got a we, lot of really sharp listeners, and I'm sure somebody's going to tell us. <laughs> I don't know if you were listening uh, earlier, uh, Chris, about uh, Fairbury uh, American Legion Speedway uh, announced their regular uh, uh, weekly payout for no, 2019. Uh, They're going to be paying 2,500 to win for the late models, 300 really? to start, uh, 1,500 to win for the modifieds. They're going with $10 general admission and $25 pit passes. Do you think? Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious on in your opinion on that. Uh, as far as it's a pretty good payout and pretty low admission price, you think that's uh, that's what the local racing needs? Yes, I do. I really do. The promoters instead of need to put the racers that are putting the races on to bring the people and to pay the racers so they can come back. You know, the people racing back from fifth on back just getting starting money that's that doesn't work anymore that way not at all it actually oh. puts some guys in a bad spot these but guys pull are, that microphone in front of you these guys are thing. trying to race you know and it's uh i agree 100 percent, chris the the, the 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 equipment has gone up the price of tires have gone up the price of your weld wheels and your beadlocks have gone up the motors are crazy i haven't talked to anybody oh, about an engine until i talked to my Till Jeep the other day, I talked to married my cousin Jeep. I talked to Jeep, and it's like it, these motors are—it's insane. The price of yep. these engines are crazy. 
wide bore motor. What did he say? Probably forty-five. I think it's fifty. Fifty. No, yeah. And and Chris, About back in the day, the best motor Gertie would build the the very best of everything, the best mm-hmm. of everything, twenty-five thousand, twenty-two thousand dollars. I mean, it's twice the money, and and the pay's the same. Yep. So there's got to be some kind of way that they can, and I don't think you're going to get the the tracks to pay a ton more money to help them. I think. I mean, that could help, but I got a feeling they're going to have to somehow, Ron, they're going to have to regulate these shocks. These guys are paying, this, this is ridiculous. Shocks and bodies, that's where it's all. It's crazy. That's where it's all gone. But how do you uh, how do you regulate that? Grow a pair of balls and make some rules and stick to yeah, them. make a sanction, <laughs> grow some balls, and make them stick to it and say that's the way it's got to be. That's, so, that's just what Bob Member did years ago, and that's why I'll never forget, because I was sitting right there in that meeting, and that's, that's why it worked at Eldora Speedway. Yep. Because Earl backed him. That's why Earl kept at UMP there. You're right. Kept the body. That's when they had the big bodies. They throwed all them out, and Bob Member right. made them work. When the little bodies come in, you got to thank Bob Member for that. And Eldora Speedway, because he kept the rules the same there. That's right, and Earl enforced them. Earl was very strong about that. Never forget to go in there one time. we stand in line because Earl used to look at the cars, and the guy had a flat roof. He says, what are you doing bringing that race car here at this track? you got a flat roof on that. You're not racing it here. He kicked them right out. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine them telling Scott Bloomquist, uh, no, that doesn't meet the uh, the rules, take it home. Yeah. yeah. yeah that won't happen. They don't say that yep. stuff there. So you think Dirt Car needs to, to step up and... and well, sure maybe, they do. Maybe all the sanctions. Uh, absolutely. Why don't these sanctions the, get together and have a meeting? Scott Wright... We, we, last week we talked about how uh, Sprint Cars has... Uh, the Spring Car Council right. coming together. It's not a sanctioning body. It's more of just a bunch of bodies, racers, crews, uh, owners, tracks, all coming together and kind of talking things out and the trying pro- to get the all the sanctioning that, bodies together. The problem together. with that group is that the racers they've got in it are the elite racers who money's really not an object. Yeah. They need to bring some middle-of-the-pack guys in. But is there who, something who, like who, that for late models? Who have to make – no, there is nothing like Do that. Do you think something like that might help? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, if they're looking for input from the racers, they don't need to look to Scott Bloomquist and Jonathan Davenport because those guys have got deep enough pockets that... Go talk to the average guy. Right. Right now, Scott, it's it's the racers that are writing the rules because they know that the top ten cars can get away with whatever they want. So the the big the big it's all names, about money. The big names are writing the rules, and then the rules are changed to... Uh, adjust to those cars. So and it's it's just to what they yeah. want. How are we doing? It's not just how, at the, the how are local we doing, tracks. Chris? NASCAR. It's true, know? right, Chris? It's all it's about true. money. Yep. All about. Let's uh, shift gears just a, a little bit. I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, you guys both. Third. <laughs> <laughs> I hit reverse. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, you guys both raced at uh, at Millstream, right? Yeah. How, what do you guys or Flag City, depending yeah. on what it was well, when it was you were there? Both. It was yeah. everything. I uh, love the track. I, I think I many old I, and I and I really loved. I liked it when Earl had. You did know, you but, guys race when when yeah, Earl still yeah, owned and, it? And, and, it, and it and it went through these hands even up to the Paxons. I think I, I won the one night. I remember because my dad couldn't be there, so my father in law was there, and I won the. It was Father's Day, and Jeff Gordon was there, and I won that night. Um, and then you know the Paxons took it over. It was, right. it, was a, it was a great, and it's still a great facility. And I know Greg that owns it now. It's a, it's a shame that it's sitting there. I don't know what could happen to do it. I, I it's rumor such a, has that he's got he's going to try and schedule some races. It's That's what we've a, heard. We've been hearing it yeah. for so <laughs> long, and I and I would just love to see somebody. I'd I'd love to go down there and watch him race. That race has a lot of history. That racetrack, a lot of history. There's been a lot of big names. I remember going there watching Jack Hewitt 
just put it on them. What about you, Chris? Uh, I'm sure you've had uh, quite a few laps down there in uh, oh, Finley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was one, another one, my favorite track because we were from Michigan, and time we'd stop there on Sunday night and run there, and we could be out of there by 9.30 at night, which we got back in Michigan. We was back by midnight, 1 o'clock, so we could make it to work in the morning. So that was it was pretty neat to be able to race there. We won a few races. I'll never forget time, first time we beat Jack Hewitt on his own track. There, and people couldn't believe it. And they all come over, and uh, one of the first times I was down there, that's when you had UMP tires. You could run 10s, 20s, or 30s, whatever. And I didn't know the difference. I figured they're racing tires. I'm going to leave them on. The car's going pretty good. And we won that night, and they all come over and looked, how did I run them 10s all night? <laughs> <laughs> Just never fry. I said, they're racing tires. They should win. <laughs> one of my favorite races down there, Chris, you won, and I was glued to your bumper. We were both up at the top side of the racetrack, and I kept waiting for you to make the slightest little mistake, and damn if you would. Smooth. <laughs> He's smooth. <laughs> had a lot of good racing down there. Yeah. Shane and I had a duel one time down there. Shane remembers that. Yeah. But they had the Ford and Chevy to run. Yep. we. I think a lot of people played that Ford Chevy stuff really hard. And, <laughs> and like I said, I don't think they really knew the, how good of friends we were. And we'd loan this and loan that. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was just all part of the gig. So would you, either of you guys uh, consider, uh, if, if Greg were to sell it to you for a reasonable price, would you guys... Uh, consider going into the promoter role well i have to go to chris for my finances <laughs> finances aside let, let me see what cans in the back there. i'll dig it up for you if it ain't rusted out you used to out. say that well, too i had to dig plastic, up another can so they wouldn't be rusted out in the backyard so. yeah yeah man i tell you what I, I know i could come up with some investors if that if that guy would cut loose of that so that we could put some racing in you remember ron and chris the friday saturday sunday racing oh man and if oh, it wasn't yeah. milstrom it was just friday saturday mansfield i mean we drive to mansfield run sunday and we run yeah. three nights a week well even earlier than that we used to run oakshade oakshade and brian yeah, yeah oakshade and go, i only brian ran at brian Spingley. a couple we times and they closed it yeah. yeah i remember you guys running brian i only got to run it once or twice yeah patrick barney uh wants to know what you guys uh think about mansfield going back to dirt awesome uh won a lot of races there chris patterson won a lot of races yep. there we used i to love go, that place. we used to go down there chris remember there was no weight rule Oh, we yes, had a yep. we had a chrome molly car we bought from Billy Moore that was that a car that was tinfoil it didn't weigh nothing we put the biggest shaver motor in that thing we had and go down there with no lead and then they said we had to put lead on at least make it look like lead so <laughs> we had lead yeah. bolted on that wasn't lead but that you just could run wide open that's like a five eight yeah oh yeah and I think yeah. the asphalt it you know it did good for what a while truck races and stuff but. It's got to be bad. I wanted to go down there. It had a big race. Right. I didn't go, but was it nice? I said it was a little dusty. They've they've had some problems, but uh, they'll get a handle on it. Yeah. Same promoter. They put that right over the asphalt, did they? Yes. Yeah. That's well, no, they, tore, they tore the asphalt oh, out. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. They did. They ground it up. Yeah. Huh. They, they were, Originally, the plan was to just put the dirt over it, but then they uh, rethought it and t- actually tore it out and... Put dirt do, in. They do you remember they, the rocks they had in that thing? Oh my God! The rocks. I broke knuckles and. Oh, you never saw rocks till you raced up at Butler. <laughs> oh, I raced at Butler. That's <laughs> Butler fun too. <laughs> 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 they did. Uh, they did keep the uh, safer barrier though from the NASCAR days at, oh, cool. at Mansfield. So, oh, okay. I mean, I've driven by it down there. We ride Harleys. We go that way quite often. Um, beautiful facility. I mean, just I can't remember the the couple that owned it when we raced there they were having some financial troubles they bounced yeah. some checks on us we never got paid but 
Um, yeah. Then they sold it to somebody, and then that person tried to make it asphalt, and then this some a new promoter has it now, or no? Yeah. The same promoter? Same, 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 same Cody Summer oh, oh, okay. that does uh, same, the... Same promoter from the Gateway yeah. Nationals. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I remember yeah. going down there, uh, Earl owned it then, and right. Andy, it used to be kind of rough, <laughs> the track was, as yeah. everybody's talking about. I remember one time I had to pull off the track, and I could not use a gas pedal or brake pedal, the floor got caved up in That's the That's right. I, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Your floor got caved uh, caved in from the mud clouds and the yes. rough clouds, and he and couldn't push the gas at a brake pedal. I remember that. He could that. not run the pedals. <laughs> he used to run with Larry Yanis there a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Larry. Good guys. It was a good guy. Ryan Markham, some yep. of them guys from down He's there. Markham. Yep, goes yep. back with a, he was a board man. Cars with the wedges, he was running. Yep. yep. Do you think uh, do you think NASCAR would benefit if they did more dirt races uh, like my the truck opinion, race at Illinois? My opinion, that's where they absolutely. Are. I, I, I realize I'm asking biased <laughs> guys here, but where, where do you think the good drivers are coming? That's from? right. Listen, that's it. off the dirt. That's right. If they did that, I got a feeling that that could be a, that could be a very very big boost for what they need. They need it now. Yes, they do. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I used to love it. We'd run, uh, you know, our dirt stuff. Couldn't wait to get home to watch the cup races. I'm 52 years old. I can't tell you the last time I watched the cup race. It's it's gotten so uh, political and so much crap that goes with it, and it's just not my bag. I, I think, and I think Stewart's now. I mean, I know Tony very vaguely, but Tony's working on a deal. He's begging them to get some dirt, more dirt races. Going. Well, and, 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 and series, there's yeah. more and more of the racers that are speaking out in NASCAR Good. thinking that telling NASCAR that they need to get back to the short tracks. There Absolutely. You go. Absolutely. And they're losing drivers back to, you know, the short tracks. Short tracks, yeah. Yeah. Kenny Wallace and the end sponsorship money. Ken, if you, Kenny if the Wallace driver doesn't come with a sponsor, then you might not get a ride. Yeah, you gotta, Kenny Wallace went away from announcing because he wanted he, to He loves he, it. He wanted to go with Schrader and race dirt modifieds. And he right. finished 6th, I think, in his modified at the uh, Gateway Dirt National. Right. So. And he's he's. Uh, I saw uh, he made some comments about uh, uh, Fairberry's weekly payout and everything. It was like you know this, this is it, this is what needs to be done. So that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's a pretty good payout. Twenty five hundred dollars for a regular weekly show. I wonder where that's Kenny a good Wallace. Deal. That's a nice track. I ran out there quite a few times. Yep, yep. it's a great place to be. I wonder Man, where Kenny Wallace really will be racing. racing yeah. out there. <laughs> you know who loved that track was our old buddy Bob Pierce. Oh yeah, oh, Bob Pierce loved that track. Yes, yes he did. You guys uh, run any uh, touring series? Did like, we? Yeah, uh, we were Lucas. both Sunoco stuff. Uh, you know, Chris Chris did run a lot more than I did Sunoco stuff because my you know my pops wanted to get out and travel and try to try to run with them cats when we could. Um, but Sunoco series, great series, awesome. I mean, that's American Lake Model series. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry, American. Chris, you ran with uh, Northern All Stars a few times too, didn't you? Oh yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, I run with Stars. I don't yep. remember Stars. Oh, right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> here. And uh, ran uh, outlaw stuff out west quite a bit. Went out there, I don't know, four or five years. And it was just great people. You pull in out there and hell tour, and uh, <laughs> they were just great to see you. Yeah, that, that hell tour is something else. I, I mean, Jeep, the Jeeps uh, run that quite a bit. And uh, these guys, I'm just telling you, when they, when they come to Oakshade, they're just yeah. beat. They're beat. And that, that is hell tour. I you mean, never ran that? I, I just would go. We did some hit and miss. We'd go uh, – 
They were trying to run shows. the full series, though. I mean, we were gonna one year, and uh, you know, just with my dad's business and stuff, we just couldn't take that whole time. And, and it, it is, man. You That's better a commitment. Have, well, as long as I could do is two weeks at a time. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. I've, I've got to believe that when you get done with that deal, you wouldn't care if you saw another racetrack the rest of the summer. Oh, your motors oh, are wore I don't out. Think cars so, Ron. That deal was so great. I think it made better racers out of us, and it yeah. did. You raced at different racetracks you've never been to. Right. And it, I don't know. I just always liked to race, no matter what it was, I'd go racing, you know. And and it was just neat to go out there and race at dirt tracks, and if you could beat them guys more to it. And uh, I don't know. I just like to race. That's all there's to it. No matter where the racetrack, yep. we were trying to find it and go yep. to it. I got one last question yeah. for you guys. Yeah. When you guys raced your your last race, the last race you were in, did you know that that was your last race? Uh, yeah, I, pr- I pretty much knew that was the end of the season. You know, my dad's health was was really deteriorating, and uh, there was some other family issues and stuff. But it, I, I could tell that time was there. I was b- really involved with the business that I bought, and I was you know obligated for some serious money and. And uh, working six days a week there, and to try to get the car going and keep the cars running, we always had three cars all the time ready to race. Do you remember that last race? Uh, other other than the Toledo Sportsman car, yeah, I don't even want to think about that Toledo Sportsman <laughs> car. Uh, I think it was is it Oakshade race. No, it was an Eldora race. Fall, fall Nationals. Fall Nationals, and it might even have been the one that Brian Ruman won when he was doing donuts on the front stretch. It might have been that, or not long after that, but. I knew then, pretty sure, I'd had to talk with my parents and my dad, and it was, you know, it was devastating because it was the best thing I ever did with my dad and my family. And sure. uh, it so it was, was hard to walk away from. Very, very hard, and you know, it's, uh, it, it is, it's, it's. There's the only way you can talk about it. You can ask Chris, you can ask Ron. It's an addiction. It's, it's, it's an addiction, well, and it drives you, keeps him driving. And he's never going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> what was, uh, what was the last race uh, you competed in, Chris? I honestly don't remember. It might have been oak shade okay um i think i remember uh seeing something that was uh the night you you announced your retirement the same night that hillard miller announced his retirement which oh, it didn't yeah. stick <laughs> no well, hillard's come back already oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. retired a half a dozen times he has <laughs> but did you know uh what in your wherever your last what, race was get out? Did, did did you know that it was uh gonna be your last race no not really I just decided it's like smoking or something. You just quit, and I more or less just decided it's time to quit. And and my boy's old enough, and I've been so proud of watching my boy. I'm on the other side of the fence now, and it's just hard. <laughs> and I know because I was at Mount Pleasant one night, and I'll never forget when he's first starting out. And a caution come out, and every time a caution come out, he'd pass these cars, and then he'd go back behind these cars, and a caution come out. So I run out on a track trying to tell him to get back up in the spot where he's at. They kind of had to kick me off and get out of there. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you would get yelled at by the track people, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yep, more or less get off or get out of here, you know. <laughs> I didn't t- see him, like, losing his spots after he earned them, you know. And, uh, but anyways, it's just kind of rougher on the other side of the fence, and it is sitting in a race car. Now I kind of see what they all said to me when I come in. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Different perspective. Yeah, sure is. So uh, yeah, I can tell you from firsthand experience that it is fun racing with your kid, though. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you beat him? Is that why it Sometimes. was fun? Sometimes. Okay. Oh, I did. Little Robin. 
at Ionia, he was racing when he first started. He got a master-built car for him and stuff. And I was coming around to lap him, and I go, I don't know what I should do. <laughs> I put my hand out the window and kind of motion him, come on, come on. Follow me, yeah. <laughs> Follow Dad. He, he brings that up quite often to me different times. <laughs> it was just, it was, you had to be at the spot. It was that time, but uh, I'm just so proud of watching him race. It, it helps my addition, you know, to, I don't know, like Sean, Shane said there at the, uh, it's hard not to, and it's something you have to walk away from, but you still keep in contact. And I, and Shane and Ron, just like I got tickled when he called here the other day, saying I'm going to be on the radio here, and it'd be pretty neat. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't pass that chance up to get no. talk to you at all. So, uh, uh, Junior going to be racing next year then, next summer? Yeah, we plan on okay. running a few races, and not a lot of them, but we're going to run a few. So. Okay. Any uh, any chance uh, we'll see you at uh, some tracks down here in Northwest Ohio, or are you staying uh, up in Michigan? Well, it's we're on this tire rule. We're still running these American Maids up here, which I think is great because we're just on one tire rule and not different compounds, yep. different tires, blah blah blah. And they last forever. And they and Auburn's a place that does not wear your tires out. We got the same front tires on the car for the last three years. <laughs> wow. You know, it's just amazing how. Yeah. I think I bought two tires last year. You're, you're not going to do that at Merritt. <laughs> no. Well, I went no. through five sets of tires and three yeah, hot laps. that out, so we kind of left there. <laughs> right. They still race up there, right? Yeah. Merritt? Yep. Crystal? Yeah. Yep. I probably never would have went to those tracks if it wasn't for him. I went up there to the wood tick with him and run good, didn't win it, oh, run yeah. the top five. And, and then I went back for another race with Jeep and went to Merritt. I can't remember the promoter's name up there. Nice guy. Nice, nice people, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, Hartford, all those tracks. Them people are all yeah. good, man. Dealer's Choice races up yeah. at Crystal. Yeah, oh, Crystal. Boy. That's where I had to follow um, Ron around the Dealer's Cherry. Choice. Cherry, we, we were up there racing for a snowco race, Chris, and something got rained out, and you told me, come on, Yoder, follow me, went to Cherry. Yeah. We went to Cherry, oh, and I said, yeah, fast time, right. they waited for us, and we went out last after everybody <laughs> else was hot lapped. That's City. Yeah, that's right. That's I forgot about that. Then yeah. you had to turn around and drive all the way home. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Chris, uh, have you ever raced uh, the hangover race at Sandusky? We know Shane, he, it's a Hawaiian nope. thing. He doesn't do that kind <laughs> nope, of stuff. I never ran that. I always watch Ron win that. <laughs> Ron is the king of Sandusky in the snow. We're racing snowmobiles, so we get out in that winter part. we got old Vinny snowmobiles we're playing with now. So cold's not an issue for that. you then? He's a Michigander. He's, oh, he's that's true. Yeah. He can handle the cold. Is it cold? No. It's <laughs> Let's maybe, see if there's any Eskimos out there in the window. Oh, there's somebody. <laughs> maybe you could bring uh, Junior down and race uh, New Year's Day. That would be great. Yeah. Give uh, Ron a run for his money. I have to get his setup, see how it works. So. Just, just put a big sideboard on, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think Ron sells those or makes those. Ron, or... yeah. Ron he's got that place figured out. <laughs> yeah. He can start last. Poor Stevie. I want. He, does he ever want it? How nope. many times he won? He's got to wreck you. Four, Fourteen out of fifteen, Chris. We, <laughs> we it should have been straight fifteen, but we uh, stripped out a drive flange one year, and oh, all, no. all and all I could manage was third. Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't like to to brag about it or anything. Well, when you got him it covered, just, it like is that. what it is. It is from facts. <laughs> I'm just. I I've been trying to uh, all year long. Uh, everybody we've had on the show trying to convince them to come out and race just to try and give him a run for his money. Man. Scott runs a street stock car, and he'll be there this year. See if I can bring the snowmobile down there. There you go. I'll put wheels on the front. You'll, I saw those sleds. You'll put it on them. 
probably do better. Probably get some good traction. Could be fun. Yeah. Oh, we can get traction with them. <laughs> Don't let me get beside you, though. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, Chris, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate uh, the this time. It's been wonderful. Yeah, very fun. And Shane, as well, thank you yep, uh, for thank sharing you. the stories appreciate and everything. It. And uh, Chris, uh, we're, we'll let you go here so we can uh, wrap things up. Hope our okay. listeners don't mind us running a half hour late. Yeah, so. they're, they're still there. And we're not quite <laughs> so, done yet. Yeah. <laughs> I could keep rattle on racing all night if you want. I love well, you, KP. Well, we, I, might, we might do that again yet yeah. this winter, Chris. Ron came sure. up with this idea to do these throwback Thursdays since awesome. our show's on okay. Thursdays. So, uh, I'll let you guys get going. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Very good to talk to you guys again. We yep. appreciate your time, Chris. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Bud. Take care right. of yourself, buddy. We'll see you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Chris Patterson, uh, I think I saw he has uh, 521 career victories. I think it was 5,000. <laughs> the, the guy's been winning and stuff before I was ever around. Great guy. Uh, so uh, coming up, uh, not much racing going on, but we have the PRI uh, trade show going on at Indy. Do you ever do you head down there to that? Uh, not since I quit, but I used to love it. Great, great, great yeah. place to go. I've been down there. Yep. Actually, ran down there many times. Love going down there to St. Elmo's and eating a big steak and uh, you know working on your sponsors and all your deals for for next year. It's a great time. It's a great time. You know, racing's over to get ready for before the Florida deal. See what's new. See what's out there developed and stuff. It's just a. It, it is a really cool show. In fact, I talked to my wife about going down there maybe next year just to go walk around. It's it's a good show. Great oh, time. Don't do that. Yeah. It's just that don't get yeah, right the don't fever. Do that, buddy. <laughs> I cannot afford to go racing yeah. by myself. <laughs> Rumble in Fort Wayne's coming up uh, at the Allen County War Memorial Expo Center in uh, Fort Wayne, featuring midgets, quarter midgets, go karts. That's December 28th through the 29th, and then uh, a couple days later, the Hangover Race at Sandusky Speedway, and then Chili Bowl Nationals coming up at the uh, River Spirit Expo Center in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, with uh, midgets January 19th or 14th through the 19th. Sandusky is still planning on doing that uh, February, mid-February Mid-fer- race, too. Yeah. Valentine's Day yeah, theme yeah. thing. We'll, we'll have to get Kevin Jaycox on and talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We only have a few more shows before the end of the year. That's it. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to uh, vote for us for the Best of Toledo podcast. Please. The Toledo City Paper putting that on. We've been nominated. We still You can vote one time per day up until December 18th, which is 6. So we still got uh, a while. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. I have the link on our Facebook page. It's a pinned post on there. So uh, make sure you do that. As soon as you're done watching us, just uh, click there. It takes a couple seconds. And, and since, you're, and come all, back each and since every day. you're all watching, I know there's a few of you that haven't liked our Facebook page. Make sure you do that just before you leave. Not too many. A lot of people have liked it. Appreciate it. Again, thanks to uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, official sponsor of the uh, Hammerdown Racing Report. Yeah. Give him a call. Support him. That'll support us. Sort of mostly him. But (laughs) 734-856-7223. It's 856-RACE. We made our big donation to uh, the Hammerdown Racing Report uh, last week. Oh, yes. (laughs) We're all good there. (laughs) Much appreciated. Visit HammerdownRacingReport.com. Links to our uh, iHeartRadio channel, Facebook there as well, and information if you would like to become a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report. And it works. It, sure. It, it really yeah. does work. Absolutely. We're, we have a very targeted uh, audience, you know. We, yes. we, we, we can deliver that. Uh, Even if you have a competing race shop, we would be glad to have you aboard. Yeah. I'm trying to work on getting uh, Anton Hernandez, uh, who's going to be running the uh, Chili Bowl in 2019. I think he might have ran last year, too. But uh, uh, he's uh, 
been running a 305 sprint car. We may have him on next week. Very good. Still working on that. So. Okay. Shane, thanks for coming in. It's great appreciate talking it. to you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Uh, great show. Another great, great time, man. Great, uh, as always, and I uh, appreciate it. Everybody have a wonderful holiday. It sure was great to talk to my old buddy, Chris. Man, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And again, Shane, uh, willing to come out of retirement if a, uh, a great uh, come late up with model some ride comes, <laughs> comes <laughs> around. Somebody wants to pop in <laughs> there with a, a really good car. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, again, you can catch Hammerdown Racing Report on... Uh, iHeartMedia. That's the one, and also Google Play and iTunes now, so there's more options. Uh, that's if you miss our live broadcast, and uh, you can always catch us live 7 o'clock Thursday nights on Facebook. Every, right on our, every uh, Thursday. Yeah. every th- Well, except for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm probably going to take the week uh, right before, between Christmas and New Year's. Could off, be. I think. We might have a race car or two to get ready. Yeah. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.